It's seven o'clock in the evening, and a much smarter dress than usual Keith Moon arrives for a highly unusual gig. This is live from the gated community. Ronnie Barber is fully formed on your vagueradio.co.uk. England set to beat Italy this week. In what? Go on. Your time starts. No. That came out weird, didn't it? Temperatures. As Brits bask in heat bulge. We're getting a heat bulge, everybody. Uh, sunshine is coming with a 1,000 mile wide heat. It's a 1,000 mile heat bulge. I'll put this up on Facebook later. Uh, from mainland Europe, that is predicted, uh, predicted to send the mercury here soaring to 30 degrees C. Hot. Um, so it's going to beat, uh, but it's a weather bulge. It's, it's a heat bulge, which is a brand new term to me. I don't know about you, I, and I like to learn new terms. Uh, a tropical heat wave and everything, and the heat. I can't think of it. Anyway, I, I've asked the people on Facebook uh, to come up with new terms. But it's a heat bulge, and it's set to last in the first two weeks of Britain's liberation from lockdown, liberation, freedom day, all that bollocks. 
Uh, the Weather Outlook uh, uh, forecaster, uh, the sun will cheer up the country with 30 degrees hot. Do you think so? Do you think this is going to cheer everybody up? 30 degrees hottest. It will take two days for the UK people to go, it's a bit hot, isn't it? Oh, I can't sleep. Oh, I no, I can't. I, I've got the fan on. I've got, I've, I've got rid of the duvet. Oh, it's too hot. I, I No, I like it hot. No, I like it hot, but I don't like it this hot. This is... Mm. Um, former uh, BBC and Met Officer John Hammond of Weather Trending, we may reach 30 degrees for the first time in the summer with sustained warm weather possible into next week. Uh, it's prompted bookies to slash odds on the UK sizzling in the hottest day of the year this week. This year? Um, okay. So you can bet on the weather now as well. I asked on Facebook, can we have some more weather terms, please? Uh, Ivy Trellis says, uh, boogie nights. Lorraine Gibbons says, sticky patch. Used to work with sticky patch. On the mighty adhesive FM. Uh, 24 King Hot, says Colin Nelson. Uh, Colin Nelson came up with this. Hotter than Casanova's codpiece. <laughs> That's why I want my weather forecast to be saying, what's the weather got? It's going to be hotter than Casanova's codpiece. Um, enough to make your uh, thermometer uh, velvet, says Eric. Uh, oh, uh, Mark Donegan says, a belly full of chilli. That's okay as well. I like that one. Uh, can we have some more terms? Are you pleased to see me or do you have Vindaloo in your pants? What are you talking about? You see, Donegan, you've just flipped over to the other side. Today I want to talk about things you find in vending machines and any vending machine stories. I'm trying to come up with a compilation. The new no phoning is uh, Delia Smith has written a book on philosophy. I'll talk about that in a bit as well. And I'll uh, let you hear an interview from a government minister who finds it really hard to praise uh, players taking the knee. Uh, all right, what's the other thing came in? Uh, yeah, you can text me 07849. Is the text open? Yeah, 07849 453 587. That's 07849 453 587. And that was a great song lyric as well. Uh, in that song there, it said, I look pretty young, but I'm just backdated. What a genius. I'd love to be able to write song lyrics, wouldn't you? Email ronnie at vagueradio.co.uk and uh, you can come on the radio as well. I'm ready to take you on air. I'm all set up and ready to go. Strange things, I, or I'm going to put this up, as vending machines as well. Um, uh, things you've found in vending machines, or can we have vending machine instance? I'll do the news as well. Oh, yeah, I want to. I want to. Oh, no, no, it's all. It's a proper show. It's Vague Radio, everybody. We think. Take the National Express when your life's in a mess. It'll make you smile. All human life. Oh, the smoke. 
magnificent divine comedy. Uh, that's like a really posh phone in. Classical reference groups. The divine comedy, there you go. That's an old phone in phone in. I might do that when I do to uh, Cambridge University FM. How are you, everybody? It's Ronnie Barber, live from the Gated Community on Ronnie Barber's Fully Formed. Luckily enough, my name and the name of the show uh, bind up very nicely. Thank you very much. Um, I saw this story about uh, you can buy short stories, uh, short stories from vending machines. And I thought, what a good idea. You can go in there, if you've just got time for a, a wee short story on the way back in the train, go and, just buy itself, uh, go and buy yourself uh, a short story. And then I thought, what else can you buy in a vending machine? 25 seriously weird things we can actually buy in Japan's vending machines, right? Japan, like, the, the, the weird stuff's brilliant. I love Japan for that. Number 25, flying fish soup. You know what the flying, that, it's a fish, of course. It flies. It's a kind of chicken broth, except it's a fish inside a plastic bottle in a vending machine. It's becoming more popular in uh, places like Osaka, Hiroshima, and uh, Kyoto. Kyoto's perfect to say, Kyoto, it sounds kind of Japanese, doesn't it? This machine is run by a restaurant that is notorious for, it's notorious for udon noodles. Udon noodles, udon noodles are thick wheat noodles that are popular in Japan, often submerged in froth, a broth, friction fisty broth. Right, you can buy them for $6. Uh, what about live rhinoceros beetles? You want one of them? Yeah, you can do it. Uh, you can actually uh, buy live beetles. Uh, for bug collector collectors, and they're in, but you can buy other stuff as well. And buy food with it, so you can uh, go into that. Get your vending machine, uh, and you can get your. Uh, you can save the planet by a beetle. You can get pizza. That's fairly uh, yeah. That's all right. That's quite nice. You can buy pizza, ties. That's sort of fairly yeah good. Honor system umbrella. What the heck's an honor system umbrella? The climate in Japan can be a bit hit or miss with humidity climbing in the summer months. So it's good. I bet they don't get a, heather, a wet heather bulge, a weather bulge, or a heat bulge. We're having a heat bulge, a topical heat bulge. The climate in Japan can be a bit hit or miss with humidity climbing in the summer months. So it's good to always be prepared, yes. Daido, Daido, not Dai, it's D-Y-D-O, so that'd be Daido. It's a popular beverage company that's decided to do a goodwill gesture by offering the people of Japan honor system style umbrellas for rent, along with the refreshing beverages. It's, it seems like a totally foreign concept and mostly experiment. There's no purchase required. All you do, all that uh, die do us, is that you customers return the umbrella once they finish one. That's lovely. You can buy eggs. Yeah, that's a good shout. You can buy eggs at the side of the road here. I often wonder when you see those people who are selling eggs at the side of the road. I wonder if the tax man ever goes up and says, are you, uh, you paying tax on your eggs? And, and the fruit and veg. You can buy balls of what? Go on. Your time starts now. Too late. Balls of lettuce. Were they called balls of lettuce? I don't remember. Can I have a ball of lettuce, please? Uh, this is just no way. Uh, we understand prepared foods uh, for people on the go, especially those business people who are living out of their office, but unprepared vegetables seem like a stretch. Especially one as remarkable as lettuce. So you can go and buy your lettuce, everybody, and be happy in that. Uh, vegetables and vegetables are totally normal here. Canned bread? What? You can buy canned bread. Bug snacks? Oh, oh excuse me, I nearly... Uh, why doesn't... Uh, why, who doesn't like the snack on a crunchy cricket uh, once in a while? Uh, or a salty silkworm? Okay, probably not many. I've got to write that down. Salty silkworm. I'm going to do that in condiments FM. Salty silkworm. It'll do overnights for me. Decorated with ladybugs, uh, bugs, wasps, stink bugs, and the phrase entomography has begun. But you can go in and buy, uh, I reckon that's the way to save the planet. We've got to eat more bugs. Homemade curried rice. Oh, I like the sound of that one. These are from vending machines, everybody. Sushi shocks. Yes. Sushi shocks. Yes, you can buy sushi shocks. It's weird, but it's darn cute. Maybe you just stepped in a puddle. Maybe you're hungry and hungry and you got bamboozled for what I thought was going to be some tasty maki. 
Whatever the case may be, one thing is certain. This is an impulse purchase. You would never forget these socks dispensed by vending machine. Uh, you appear like a piece of sushi. Have your pick from nigiri, shrimp, tomago, egg, taco, octopus, taco, and surimi. So it's socks that look like sushi. Buy surgical masks, that's happened fine. Uh, you can also buy dog wigs. Now, how many times have you taken your dog out and said, oh, you're, here, you're having a bad hair day? Let's get the wig out. Yeah, you can buy uh, dog wigs. Uh, maybe your dog is having a midlife crisis or really admired the latest Gaga video and wants to support a similar look. Right? <laughs> uh, we don't really know why these exist, but uh, it's probably the very last thing any dog truly wants to hear. Most pets don't like things in their head. But if you uh, find yourself, your dog need a wig, there you go. Yeah, a dog wig. Floral arrangements, you can buy, that's fine. Origami. Oh, yeah, I like that, origami. Canned coffee, yeah, that's fine. Hot meat. Hot meat from a vending machine, ain't much wrong with that. Canned t-shirts, okay. Everything's, uh, 10 kilogram bags of rice. Your future or okimokuji. Omikoji, omikoji. Omiko, omiko, omikoji, right? <laughs> you can buy all these things. A personalised seal stamp, not like a stamp. It's the steel, you know, seal. There we go, everybody. Things you can buy from a vending machine. I will get to the news after this. Hello, 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 Tosh got a Toshiba. Hello, Tosh got a Toshiba. That's an FST. That's an FST. It's the flattest, squarest tube. It's the flattest, squarest tube. They ain't half built well. They ain't half built well. Of course, every Toshiba component is stronger to last longer. You know what I mean? That's good. That's good. Hello, Tosh got a Toshiba. Hello, Tosh got a Toshiba. little more time live from the gated community it's Ronnie Barber's fully formed 
Last night on Facebook, I started this uh, wee thing. I did a Facebook Live, a really good one last night. We did uh, TV um, theme tunes, which is not, you know, it's not an original kind of thing, but uh, it gets everybody thinking about uh, the TV shows you loved, Hill Street Blues and everything. But I also put up there, um, could we have, uh, could we make connections? The generation game, Game of Thrones, I started. And then everybody's piled in. Uh, this came in. Uh, Heather said, Doctor Who, who do you think you are? Andy Gelder, A Star Is Born, free. Uh, he's gone film and TV. I just went TV. Uh, he also said, Tin Star, Tin Star, Star Wars. Uh, gone with the Wind, Wind Talker, says Peter Warby. Blue Hawaii, Hawaii 5 0. That's a song, Blue. Uh, Sarah Moore, who stretched the elastic quite a bit. Shooting Stars, Starskin Hutch. Yeah. Uh, this is good. Damon Darrington, Just Good Friends. Friends, just good friends. Paul Nicholas and that uh, Jan Francis. That was a that was John Sullivan that wrote that. Really nice, kind of subtle. It's very good. I interviewed um, uh, Paul Nicholas. He was great with us. We did a thing. We we made a song up together on the radio. Flying Doctor Who wants to be a millionaire. Oh, Flying Doctor Who wants to be a millionaire. He's done two there. No, that's three. Flying Doctor, yeah, he's done three. Flying Doctor Who, well, that's uh, Colin Nelson. Tipping point of no return to country file. <laughs> CSI Miami, uh, Miami Vice. Uh, let me give you some news. The Marcus uh, Rashford thing has really kicked off because uh, uh, last night Boris Johnson was saying that, uh, you know, if you're a racist, go back to the stone you came out I think we all agree with that. Uh, the only problem is uh, he's the man that called uh, Piccaninis. Uh, he uh, said that uh, w women wearing the burka looked like the letterboxes, right? Um, and Pretty Patel dived into it and got a short shrift from uh, Ty Tyrone Mings, who said, uh, just because, you know, what's he said, if you've um, uh, aggravated the city, so I'm paraphrasing here, then don't think you can jump in the bandwagon. Uh, Marcus Rashford's mural was uh, graffitied within uh, minutes of England losing, and it was you know, and he missed a penalty. And he left a really good note about what it means for him to lose, miss a penalty. But he said he was close to tears after well-wishers covered graffiti sprayed on his uh, Manchester mural, mural uh, with loving notes in the wake of his uh, 2020 penalty heartache. He penned an emotional letter to England fans apologising for his penalty shootout miss. The striker, who's left visibly distraught, visibly distraught after his penalty hit the post, also paid tribute to his supportive teammates who vowed to come back stronger. This is what it's all about. Come back stronger. You learn, don't you? You learn. You don't just kind of... This is a young team. They're always young team. We know the call was wrong. It's football. They're the second best team in Europe. But the star who faced a night of barrage, a barrage of racist abuse from the vile online, online trolls in the wake of the defeat, uh, reserved a special thank for those who stepped in to restore his mural on the wall of the coffee house, uh, coffee house cafe in his hometown of Withington. The painted image was last night defaced. What's an investigator's as a possible hate crime, you think? With derogatory comments about Rashford included the words, yeah, I'm not going to go there. However, Rashford quickly rushed to the, site, uh, to the site to hide the abusive uh, messages. Rashford fans, before placing hearts over it. And it's been inundated with hearts. So fantastic. There's more of us than the racist. There are. We just have to kind of keep them. However, it is the weirdest thing when you talk about these things like this and the racist. There was a story I heard the other day uh, about uh, um, uh, a black uh, man and he was going to take his, uh, his child to the one of the football gatherings for the thingy. And then he thought about it. And this is what a, a black man has to think about in this country. He thought about it, that if it goes wrong, he is he, uh, two uh, black people, in amongst all that football um, crowd, he had to think about it. And he thought, if this goes wrong, we could be a target. So he didn't go. Now, I don't care what anybody says. I don't have to think about that. The only thing I have to think about is the price of the beer. But he had to think about that before he went, and he decided not to do it. I'm going to play you this now. Robert Peston. You know Robert Peston? The longest questions in the world. He had uh, Kwasi Kwarteng. Kwarteng? The, uh, I think he's, he's the environment minister or something. He's one of the ministers. And he questioned about the whole thing about people booing during the taking of the knee. 
he struggles to kind of condemn the booing during the knee. In this country, people are, uh, is, there is uh, a degree of free speech. There is uh, a degree of free speech. Uh, in this country, people are, uh, are very free to express their opinions. Taking the knee clearly is expressing of, of, as a form of political expression. Um, and, and, and booing, are, and, and, and you think it's legitimate, and, and you, but you think it's a legitimate form of expression to boo players who take the. I wouldn't boo. I wouldn't myself. No, boo you wouldn't. But, but, but we're asking did, what you think of others who, who did, do. Who, who, who took uh, who took the knee, uh, and also you've got to look at the motivation. It's very difficult to see what the motivation is uh, behind booers. There's been an assertion that they are racist. I think that's completely uh, not the case uh, in in all cases. Uh, but it will be the case in some views. cases they won't it. So why wouldn't you stand up to them and say, you're wrong, stop it? Because I don't, I don't think that um, saying how people react to uh, a, a gesture is necessarily the job of uh, my, my job as business secretary. I think no. people should be allowed uh, in, within the law, obviously, uh, to express themselves in the way that they, okay. they choose. Well, let's there is uh, a degree of free speech uh, in this country. Yeah, I'll uh, cut that off there. But uh, do you remember uh, when the riots in America happened and Boris Johnson, uh, not Boris Johnson, hmm, Freudian, uh, Trump stood up and said there was good people on both sides. It smacked a wee bit of that, didn't it? There was a wee bit of that going on. 07849453587. Email ronnie at vagueradio.co.uk or you can give us a call. 07849453587. Good to hear from you, mm. Ronnie. Bigradio.co.uk, where most of you are listening this morning. Hello, and new listeners and old listeners. I don't mean that in an ageist way. Oh, I'm quite old. Call me good, call me bad, call me anything you want to, baby. But I know that you're sad, and I know I'm making happy with the one thing that you never had, baby.
listening. She's just on B- beyond BBC Essex. Lovely people at BBC Essex. One of the best stations in the country. Not just local radio, but a top station. One of the best female uh, radio presenters, Sonia Watson, who I watched grow up on the radio. I don't mean grow up. She was a she's she's a woman with children, uh, but she read the news. And actually, James Whale. She used to read the news with James Whale, and. Uh, James spotted it as well, that she's a big talent. And her and Ben Fryer, and Ben's a top talent as well, and uh, went on to... Uh, Sonia does the breakfast show in BBC Essex, and she's fantastic. She's going to be a national presenter, if she wants to be one. If she wants to... Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about nicknames in a second, rock nicknames, and how uh, the rap names are just rubbish. Uh, uh, but I want to talk about a serious thing with you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, gather round your, uh, your island in the kitchen. Do you have an island in the kitchen? That's posh, isn't it? It's, it's, it's definitely, um, but uh, Delia Smith, let's be having you. She uh, she's writing a book on philosophy. She's no funny, she's no funny Craddock, but she's good. Delia Smith has signed a new book, and we'll release a book. Uh, we'll release this book, a book deal, and release a book focused on philosophy. The culinary legends' new book will be called. You matter. Why didn't she go with the best one? Food for thought. Why? Why was it too obvious? Did that not pass the uh, focus group? All oh, right, that, but the mirrors picked up on this. Here's some food for thought. Cookery Queen uh, Delia Smith has signed a new book uh, de- uh, about philosophy. A book deal. Um, the deal's been penned uh, with publisher Mensch. Uh, they're the thinkers. The Mensch. That's a, is that a Jewish word for a, a clever person? Uh, will be published in March 22, uh, 2022. A spokesperson for Mensch uh, told the bookseller she will reflect on the human need for reflective thoughts, stillness, silence, and the very unusual spiritual dimension you can get with a slow cooker. No, I made that bit up. I can't remember the last time we used a slow cooker. We used to have the slow cooker on all the time. Yeah, we loved it. And the pressure cooker, I loved the pressure cooker. That was like that was just like magic, wasn't it, a pressure cooker? Um, that often yeah, this very spiritual, spiritual dimension that often gets drowned out by surface life and its overload. Regaining and revisiting this will be, she said, vital in order to tackle the most pressing problems of our day, from COVID nineteen to climate change. Now, is she tackling them, or is she just getting us to stop worrying about them? Because I worry about the climate change. Well, you saw the rain. We had a monsoon yesterday. The last time I saw a monsoon like that was I was in Cyprus uh, when I was uh, protecting the country in the RF. Uh, Smith, I, things are not how they should be in your our world, isn't it? Time she's going to do. Uh, she's going to do. What's her name? What's her name? Oh, in America. Oh, that woman. What's her name? Uh, 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 not Toya. Oh God, the American woman. Oh, she's. Oh my God, that's that's crazy. I can't remember that. Oh, chat show host. Uh, Oprah. 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 Mm. Um. She was going to do. She described the book. Uh, I need to explore the deeper inner dimension of our own lives and the world through the book. Mensch founder Richard Charkin also told the publication, "I could not be happier working with the trusted, most trusted author of our time." Is she really? Is she most trusted? I thought Shakespeare. I suppose he's not our time, particularly a time of stress and mistrust. This book is an insight com, uh, culmination of uh, Delia's philosophy and advice. So there's not going to be a bit of food near it. We're not going to get a casserole out of this philosophy. Wouldn't it be good? Uh, 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 you can have like a menu and then, uh, you know, a bit of philosophy. Have a beef casserole. Have a beef wellington. I better share that on Facebook. That's a good one. Uh, let me get back to some of the stories on Facebook. Yeah, she's t- now uh, what I put on the back of this is I thought, if uh, why not do a phone-in about uh, songs about philosophy. Now, that's what I call philosophy. And I knew it would be a no-phone-in phone-in. Oh, I've just in touch. Either Rapture by Blondie or Weapon of Choice by Fat Boy Slim. Rapture, let me put Rapture. I asked uh, uh, Claire, who lovely Claire, uh, she's had a lung transplant and she's uh, she's been self-isolated. Well, she's, she's, because of the immunosuppressant thing, She's uh, she didn't know what the hell was going on. Uh, let me go to this one. Uh, right, Rapture. I'm going to put that one on for you. Rapture by Blondie. Thank you. Rapture, not Rapture. 
That's good, that one. Okay, that'll be up next then. Uh, let's see, where are you, Rapture? Go back. Yeah, that's the one I want. Oh, it's not going to let me play. Why won't it let me play? Why won't you let me play? Siri, why won't the computer let me play Rapture? Okay, I see. Rapture by, Rapture. It's going to do that. Ah, oh, that's going to go. That's going to go. Uh, right, I'm going to play that nice one. Uh, other things. Oh, the streets are really busy in the gated community today. Heather J and Chris Payne are listening. Because uh, I tweeted this earlier on. It, it, you know, and it's one of those, uh, you know, when <laughs> the penny drops moment. It took me ages to realise that the BT advert and the Maureen Lippman character was called BT. But I didn't tie that up at all to months afterwards. I always remember it. Just kind of going, oh, BT, oh, BT. Uh, so I was asking, what, when did you realise, what was the thing that made the penny drop? Uh... Heather said, when I realised the word colonel was pronounced to rhyme with kernel, I thought it was pronounced colonel. Yes. What are the other things when the penny dropped? When the penny dropped. I'll take some more of those, please, if you don't mind. I'm just going to share that on uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, good morning to all our brand new listeners listening around the world. I'm Ronnie Barber. This is Vague Radio UK you listen to. Uh, we do an hour every day, Monday to Friday, 9 till 10, and Saturday, 9 till 11. Uh, what else have I got to talk to? Uh, let's get rid of that one. Uh, oh, this is one. Parents discussed as Labour Council hires actor in rainbow... This is from the mail, you can tell. Uh, Labour Council hires actor in rainbow-coloured monkey costume with fake penis. And nipples, fake penis and nipples, to appear at a library event encouraging children to read. Redbridge Library set up the event and since apologised for the costume. <laughs> you know, when, when these things happen, is it just me? Is it, there's a phone, is it just me? But wouldn't that be something that would come up? So let's just see, how's the day going for the, the reading day for this event? What have we got? Well, we've got somebody dressed up in a costume. Uh, it's going to be a, uh, a kind of, it's, it's coloured in rainbow colours and everything. Uh, yeah, anything else? Oh, it's got fake penis and nipples. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, it's got fake, yeah, because it's an animal, you see. It's a rainbow coloured animal, but it's got, okay. Parents have voiced their disgust, well, they would, after a Labour Council, uh, again, hired an actor in a rainbow coloured monkey costume with a fake penis and nipples to appear at this level. The Redbridge Library Summer uh, Reading Challenge, run, run by Redbridge Council in East London, set up the event, but the library since apologised for the inappropriate costume. Well, you would have to, because, you know, you don't want an inappropriate costume when you're trying to do a book thingy. A full investigation has been launched by the council to get the bottom of the, uh, how taxpayers' money was used to highly uh, thing, the, uh, the actor. The poor actor, that's probably the first gig they've had in a long while. Labour councillor Jazz Athwell has apologised. I was appalled by the incident at Redbridge Libraries on Saturday. Completely inappropriate and deeply offensive. Performers were hired by an independent contractor who manages. As soon as I was aware of the performance, I immediately contacted the company and the event was stopped. I have launched a full and thorough investigation how these performers were hired and will put stringent measures in place to ensure somebody's... Yeah, that's going to be written into council folklore, isn't it? Into the laws. Everywhere um Let's just um, put this to a vote then. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I'll put this to a vote. In the event of any uh, library events or public events, can we just see a public appearance? Can we make sure none of the costumes have fake penises? Is that a, a fake appendage? But you're happy with penises, yeah? Or fake nipples? Right, can we put that to vote, please? I don't want to talk about this, but can we? Yes, all right. All in favour, say all right. All in favour, all against, say no. Hey, here is your Gardener's World catch-up.
Hello, welcome to Gardener's World. And welcome to a rather a wet, soggy long meadow. It rained very hard overnight, which is great for the garden, really, it needs it. But the roses don't like it.
that's for Claire. I'm going to do a bit more of that. If you fancy a song during the morning, uh, then let me know. I, I do more of that on a Saturday when we come up with a wee bit of a theme, so uh, let me know. Uh, Ronnie at vagueradio.co.uk is the correct number to get in touch with me. Um, now, I put, started the, uh, the show today with uh, the Generation game, then Game of Thrones. I, I was connecting the two. And people picked up with uh, Gone with the Wind, Wind Talkers, um, Shooting Stars, Starsky and Hutch with Sarah Moores. That stretched the elastic. Then Colin uh, Nelson took us up to the three. Uh, Flying Doctor Who wants to be a millionaire. Uh, Andy Garth, Black Beauty, Beauty and the Beast. Gone in 60 seconds, seconds out, out of town. Damon Darrington, nice one. The Rao family, Fortune's family, Fortune's. We asked 100 people if they ever scratch their knees on the hob. Uh, Rob Dunn just says, look east, East Enders, nice. GMB, BBC Breakfast, correct. Ski Sunday, Sunday night at the London Palladium. I love Sunday night at the London Palladium. I had my bath, I've gone have my weekly bath, and then sit down to watch Sunday night at the London Palladium, see who the comedian was on that night. Usually Bruce, but I remember the ones uh, later, it was uh, Jimmy Tarbot. Uh, Acon Antiques, uh, Acon Antiques Roadshow, nice. Only Fools of Horses and Horse of the Year, Year Show. Nice one, Rob. I like that as well. Well done. Very clever. Dan Spence, uh, I'm going to do the nicknames uh, tomorrow. I've got an idea for something I want to talk to you about at longer length. Again, the no phone in, phone in today is, now that's what I call philosophy, because Delia's writing a book about philosophy, not food. You think you could have done food and philosophy and spelt food, P-H. Food and philosophy. Wouldn't that have been... Dad spends thousands transforming his modest two-bedroom semi into a 1970s shrine. The garish colours and patterns of the 70s are alive and well in a modest house in Derbyshire, thanks to Dad, who's created the retro vibe throughout his house. He's obsessed, this man, transforming his £140,000 home into a shrine. His name's Martin Aylett. He's 51, by the way, it says here has gone back in time to create his 1970s style home with a garish brown and orange kitchen tiles to match his orange kitchen units and his 1974 Russell Hobbs toaster. Oh, yes. The orange and brown 70s theme continues in his living room where Martin was put has put in orange and brown swirly Axminster carpet to complement his raw AMI jukebox and his 1963 piece cream leatherette. Oh, leather. You remember sitting on leatherette settees and just sweating? If there was a fire on as well, you'd say, Oh, it's quite warm in here. Hi, we're dripping. Oh, my goodness, leatherette. Not leather. It was leatherette. Somebody said, Somebody, looked, I can't afford to. Well, we've made this thing called leatherette. It's perfect. It's the stuff you went your, your windows with. He's divorced, this man, the divorced dad of two, lives in a modest two-bedroom semi in Swaddling Coat. I've been to Swaddling Coat. And to keep the 70s vibe going, he even drives a 1972 VW camper, which he parks outside. And it's got all the orange and all those, oh, it's just, I've put it, I put it up on Facebook. He, put, he moved into the property 40 years ago and got inspired to transform the blank canvas into a throwback 70s. <laughs> it's great. It's just wonderful. He runs a retro uh, retail business, finds his 70s-themed treasures from scouring, scouring vintage fairs. He's even bought this, a 70s fairy liquid bottles. Yes, he oh, one of the 70s, oh, the 70s fairy liquid bottles. That's what we want back. Those things you could make rockets. Personal washing powder and uh, Woolworths discloss to clean his custard yellow crockery. It's all there. Oh, and the pots. It's just, like, it just is. It's the, and the thing as well he's got in here, he's got an eight-track stereo. Eight, does anybody remember the eight-track stereos where you, you know, there were these clunky things and we used to use them for the DJing as well at the radio. But he's got these and you could put, my mate and his Volkswagen Beetle, we used to have eight tracks. And I remember listening to Yes uh, on that. I've spent £5,000 on getting into state and it's becoming something of an obsession. I've got 1970s carpets. One of my prized possessions is the jukebox. It's the one thing that takes pride of place. 
actually, we've got a couple of the plates he's got in here. And Axminster carpets. Oh, the dream, the cream leatherette sofa with orange cushions is totally original. original. Oh, that is just, it's just of its time, wasn't it? The 70s was a kind of weird time. Wasn't it? It was kind of weird. Yeah, it was, it was garish, but we quite enjoyed it. We quite enjoyed being a bit weird with everybody. Where's Alice? She's up with dentist, miss. Oh, not toothache again. Her mother didn't buy signal with fluoride. Look at the teeth of children who used ordinary toothpaste. These black areas are fillings. Yet three-year clinical trials prove regular brushing with signal reduces fillings by up to 30%. That can make the difference between being at the dentist and being in Wonderland. Signal with fluoride. It's unbeatable. UK Ronnie Barber with you all the way through. Oh, we've got only a few minutes left. Uh, this will be a podcast later on. Uh, today I'll pop that out so you can listen at your leisure. And the lovely Arlene's listening to us as she was walking to work. That's nice. I'm hoping to get an app done as well. Uh, I've been um, The uh, company we do this radio thing, they can do an app. Um, I might just ask you where you think an app's worthwhile getting. Uh, but thank you, everybody who's been listening this morning. Uh, a whole lot of you. I wish I could tell if you're brand new or uh, anything, but anyway, um, let me go back to uh, t- just kind of wrap things up. I did this, uh, join the uh, TV shows films, and it kind of kicked off. 
Damon Darrington, the Darling Buds of May, May to December. That was May to December. Oh, that was, uh, was that Judy Dench? Uh, stay lucky, lucky ladders. Yes, yeah, stay lucky. Good one. Uh, thank you very much for listening this morning. As I say, this will be uh, back uh, with you tomorrow between nine, or there'll be a podcast. Uh, but I'll be back tomorrow, nine till 10. And I'll do a Facebook Live tomorrow night uh, between uh, six and probably about quarter to seven. We just have a blast. We just we just chat, really. There's nothing massive going on. If you've got any stories you think I could look at, just send them to Ronnie at vagueradio.co.uk. That's Ronnie at vagueradio.co.uk. You can get me on there. And if there's anything you want to say about the show, I'm very happy with that as well. You can tell me what you're thinking. And if I'm upsetting you enough, because it's important to upset you. Have a good day, you lovely people. I've got to go, because if I don't go, we are young. I can't go for a coffee. Nice and clean. Mwah. See